Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. This is Jen Miskov, and I'm so excited to introduce you to the wonderful, the beautiful, the magnificent Katie Riddle, who uh, we will be talking at the Anaheim Vineyard in John Wimber's old office, and he was a significant leader of the movement for many years, and uh, enjoy this kind of journey that we go on together of hearing what a radical Uh, life of faith looks like when you have your dreams come true and the Lord says give it all up to step into the more um, and and what that feels like and looks like and Katie's going to take us on a beautiful journey uh, deeper into a heart of surrender and faith with the Lord so enjoy the ride just so excited to be with you Katie we kind of both grew up here yeah and uh and we ended up in northern california in Reading, and now our paths have just re-intersected here for such a time as this and it's just amazing so i'm so excited to have you thanks so much for having me yeah and so part of um my passion with this podcast is to just uh i love interviewing people that have lived a life of faith or surrender or sacrifice or consecration and it's just been such a pleasure re-getting to know you after um, so many years of growing up here. And, uh, you know, my, I really believe behind every great man, like your husband, Jeremy Riddle, is an incredible wife. And, uh, and I just have enjoyed getting to know you more and finding the gold inside of you. And mm-hmm. so I would love for you to share, um, if you wanna share your transition here, um, or any, any stories that you feel like where the Lord has really led you out on a limb, mm-hmm. And you've had to say yes, and you didn't know what was next and what he's done because I just have loved having coffee and hearing those stories. But I'm like, people need to hear uh, this radical act of yes and surrender. So, awesome. Yeah, I feel like uh, it, those jumping out on a limb, jumping out of the boat, whatever. We've had a few waves of those in our in our marriage the past 20 years. Um, we when we started here um, at the Anaheim Vineyard, I actually started coming here in 1984, back when we were in the Cerritos. Uh, building and here for the whole renewal and all of that and um, Jeremy and I were married in the sanctuary I worked at the church for who knows like decades probably Jeremy was the junior high pastor for seven years and um, we just started feeling in about 2005 that there was something more and that we needed to change geographically and we didn't know where or, or why necessarily outside of the fact that we had three kids at the time and I love Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I just nice. wanted them to be able to experience um, creation because yeah. um, it was such a big deal for both of us. And so we moved 2007, um, we packed everything up. I was born and raised in Orange County, so this was the first time I'd ever wow. um, left. And um, after only visiting a little place called Lake County, twice for a couple of days. Uh, Never really um, did anything outside of camping on the outskirts, but we decided, oh, it looks quaint, and Jeremy's parents live there, so we moved up there. And um, we shared a small apartment with them. We bought a fifth wheel and parked it out in the middle of Mendocino National Forest, uh, where his parents own 160 acres, and it is off-grid. There's a hours worth of dirt road that does not get plowed in the winter so there's no way of going up and down in the winter um just literally kind of just yeah we had to truck our sewage down it's just delightful but (laughs) wow (laughs) but i had this crazy vision before moving that 
um, we were supposed to go, and once we did, like, we would be swallowed by this dragon, but inside the dragon, we were going to slit its throat and just come out victoriously. So I'm like, I don't know what it means or how that translates in our lives, but that sounds awesome, let's do it. Um, but little did I know, uh, the, the part of being swallowed and inside the dragon was not instant. It was it was rather long. It was a good two years wow. of um, really being faced with who we were. Mm -hmm. um, there was no busyness, there was no, um, you know, work to really pour yourself into or anything like that um we were faced with some deficits in both of our lives and um and some family things and um it was it was it was hard and so i definitely think we we slit a dragon's throat and we came out limping but alive mm -hmm. so that's victorious um and originally we were just going to move uh to um colorado springs jeremy had a couple of job opportunities there at churches. His career as far as like being an itinerant worship leader was kind of drying up. So we're like, let's find something stable and we can raise our now four kids. And, um, but before we did, we were only three hours away from Bethel. So we went and checked it out and God orchestrated a crazy weekend where we ran into people who are now like our friends and um, just everything from lodging to being prophesied over for the first time in years and years. Um, it was ridiculous. I, we just felt lavished upon after feeling like just so desperate for any type yeah. of touch from the Lord after a really hard season. Um, and so it didn't make any sense to move to Bethel, but we felt so deeply that th this is where we needed mm -hmm. to be. And we loved being in a place where people were truly leaving everything. Like it was the norm mm -hmm. to not be from Reading. Mm -hmm. um, people were selling everything they had and moving because God was moving there. And we were just so hungry. So there was an immediate sense of family. Um, this was back in 2009. and um, So you lived a couple years in a trailer yes. with your whole family, basically isolated, raw. Like yes. God's refining you, definitely making you hungry, and yeah. then you discover or you visit in Reading, Bethel, and then God just opens up all these doors immediately. Yeah, it was, and it there weren't too many doors open immediately, except for just like we knew we were supposed yeah. to be there, uh -huh. and then there was a lot of, of faith involved for the that jumping <laughs> off the sure. boat kind yeah. of a thing. Um, but we felt it; we felt the Lord calling us there so strongly. Wow. So we. Um, we packed up our fifth wheel and <laughs> <laughs> drove to Reading. We got a great little rental just super close to Bethel and um, didn't really know what to do uh, except to just be there. And, and we loved it, but financially things were starting to dry up and we looked at kind of where we were and we could kind of sustain for another six months. But um, we didn't want to live off faith in that area we mm -hmm. weren't feeling like that was like the risk we were supposed to take mm -hmm. so we had this fifth wheel still and we had friends that owned 10 acres <laughs> um about 20 minutes away of bethel up in the mountains and we asked them if we could rent a little plot that they had wow. um they already had hookups for and they <laughs> let us so we packed up our family of six again and lived in the trailer again for 10 months and just prayed and sought the Lord, like wow. why we were there and what it was supposed to be about. So when we when we moved to Reading, it wasn't like, okay, it was clear, here's work, here's uh -huh. this, here's that. We didn't know any of that. Um, I gotta so, ask you, yeah. 
I've never lived in a trailer with six kids, you said, by now? Uh, we have four, yeah. Oh, four kids. Yeah. So six, six of you total. Six of us all So together. six of you in a trailer. How was that for your family, first of all? Well, they were younger at okay. the time. Our oldest was seven. Okay. And our youngest was about to turn two. Okay. And so when we told them about what we were doing, we, we just called it an adventure. And yeah. we said, we're going to camp for a whole year. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Wow. And the people that we moved on their property they had seven adopted kids wow. you know my kids ages so they had like basically live-in friends and we had this community and we'd eat dinner together every night oh. and there was so much grace on it wow so it was actually really joyful and it felt amazing to live within our means mm -hmm. and to not freak mm -hmm. out every month when the bills came in like we knew we were totally covered wow and so in that time in the fifth wheel um we had like crazy bill gave us like a crazy amount of money as a gift just out of the blue that wow. we were not expecting and um and while we were living there jeremy was kind of co-writing with brian a bit and and then he was offered a job to kind of come in and be worship pastor for a little while while brian and jen were sitting at bethel music and so the job kind of happened while we were living in this tiny little fifth wheel, wow. homeschooling kids and just living <laughs> out in the woods. And um, so we were able to completely, we compiled a ton of debt um, while we were in Lake County and we were able to clear that and start saving up to buy a house. Mm -hmm. So um, about 10 months later, we bought a little house we moved in, we lived in a, it was a little, I mean like 900 square feet, oh, wow. <laughs> two bedroom, one bathroom, and um, got pregnant with our fifth, <laughs> and wow. gave birth to him there, wow. and um, then it felt very, very small, uh, <laughs> but we were again saving up more money to expand the house yeah. um, three years later. So um, there's been just a lot of jumping off the boat, and we had an amazing time in Reading. We mm -hmm. thought we were going to live and die there. We were lifers. Um, we loved the community. Um, and then about, gosh, 2015, right after we expanded our teeny tiny house, so we were really like, oh, our roots are in. Like yeah. we, we built this thing out of our dreams. Like we customized it. We did little things like pulled off the old barn wood, stained it, and used it for like the framing around our doors. We like collected rocks to build our own chimney with it. Like we were like, wow. we customized this thing. Um, and Jeremy gets a word from Sean Bowles um, about sowing time again in Southern California and that there was something for all five of our kids. And we kind of took that as maybe when our kids grow up, like they're gonna spend time there and we'll visit them, but like we're never moving back to Southern California. <laughs> like it was not in our hearts at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, and then Jeremy got another word from Julian Adams. Well, he was actually at um, Alan and Catherine's church um, at Causeway Coast Vineyard in Northern Ireland. Um, and Julian said something along the same lines. And we, Jeremy, actually the first person he processed with was Alan wow. and said, I don't know what to do with this. And Alan said, when you, when it's time, you'll know. Wow. And so he came home and we just kind of surrendered our house, not really knowing what the next season was going to be. Um, How and was that for you after you had rooted, put everything in, this is your home? You know, what's funny is we, 
we dreamed for so long of having this little five acre property, mm -hmm. having goats, milking goats, yeah. chickens for eggs, massive garden for all of our produce. I was like living my little Amish dream that I always <laughs> thought I wanted to be. And um, and it was beautiful, but it's so funny when you, when you yeah. work towards something for so long mm -hmm. and you actually get it, like mm -hmm. it's mind blowing. And then after like a good five years, you're like, what's the next dream? Wow. Like, what do we do now? Yeah. And, and so that was kind of in both of our hearts, but at the same time, we were so thankful and content. So we surrendered that part of the, this is amazing, we're living the dream, and just kind of like held our hands open to the Lord and mm -hmm. said like, what, whatever you want, like we're gonna, of course we'll release this wow. house, of course we will, there's nothing better than following you. Come on. So um, we really didn't make plans to move until another good three years. So it, there's nothing, um, spontaneous about it like we mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. again there's kids involved they ha all yeah. their growing up years are basically in Reading at this point like we're not just gonna uproot if we don't know for sure like this is where God is kind of pulling us and yeah so um so yeah another transition came um Jeremy got in a dirt bike accident and um was kind of serious um he had two months to just be in bed and read and pray and think and that's where a lot of clarity came wow. um, as far as realizing that our our season in Bethel was done and um, we thought we would we kind of had three places highlighted to us um, either uh, Manhattan Dallas or LA we thought Southern California and so we visited all three yeah. and um, and just prayed and mm. connected with like people um, who were already there and we really felt like it was Southern California and we didn't know why. Mm. Um, and so we started looking for houses and my parents who lived next door to us at the time, who uprooted from Orange County to be with us <laughs> in Reading five years before, um, we told them our crazy plan and we felt so bad, um, but they were excited and they were like, we wanna join you, like let's move back together. Mm. And so we said, hey, instead of moving apart again, like what if we got even closer? Like what if we look for a house that we can all live in? Mm. And, um, and they were up for it, incredibly enough. Um, so I think some of the fruit of this transition has been this learning how to do a multi-generational living um, and my kids mm. being able to wow. Um, learn from my parents and my parents just being immersed in a big I grew up with just a brother and we have five kids so it's like very different experience than when I was a kid for them but they've just been amazing yeah. Um, so yeah we looked for a house in LA never found one and um, I was very against coming back to Orange County I either wanted to live in the country or the city the thought <laughs> of living in suburbia again just I couldn't even think about it um, but Jeremy just said one day, he was like, hey, what if we're called to the region, but we live in Orange County? And as the words came out of his mouth, like I felt mm -hmm. this like, almost honestly, like offense that I had towards Orange County, like release. And yeah. I got excited and hopeful and like filled with love for the region. Wow. Like in an instant, it was really weird. And I was like, yeah, let's look for a house in Orange County. And right at that time, Alan and Catherine, um, we heard that they were in the running uh, to be the next senior pastors for Vineyard Anaheim. Um, and there were like three different couples. And so we had someone from the board call us and just say like, who would you want mm -hmm. to be, you know, uh, 
to take over the church and we're like, Alan and Catherine for sure, but do they even know that they're in the running? And apparently they didn't know they were in the running at the time. They had no interest wow. in, um, in, in coming and pastoring this church. They thought they, wow. they had moved a year and a half prior to Southern California. Same thing, like they had a dream and they literally packed their stuff up wow. and moved here and they didn't know until what. They just came That's and they, they, they just stayed with friends for close to a year, um, finally found a rental. And, um, and so anyway, their story is incredible yeah. and I hope you get to hear it sometime. Mm-hmm. So long story short, they became the pastors. And when we found out, um, that they were going to come and pastor here, we were like, oh, we have to hear the story. So we got on the, we got on FaceTime with them and, and we're just said like, Hey, tell us the journey. Like what happened? And we didn't want to tell them we were planning on moving yet. Cause we're just like, let's just find, we'll, we'll feel it out. So we heard it and we're like, oh, we have to join them. This is crazy. Wow. So we told them, like, guys, we're moving in like a month to Orange County, to like Anaheim Hills. And um, wow. they were like, what? And they said, they're like, God's doing something here. And, and Al just said, like, do you guys know what it is? And we're like, no, we don't. Do you guys? And they're like, no. Wow. So, um, so, yeah, I think uh, what's funny is, so many times like when we have moved we're like this is the house this is a region we'll stay here forever we'll grow old here and for the first time since we've been doing this kind of it almost feels like a rotation of of changing and uprooting or whatever but this is the first time that our hearts just hold wherever we are so openly Mm -hmm. and we joke like maybe this is where we end up for forever because now we're like wherever you want us God like we're just not um, but the way the Lord has met us, there's mm-hmm. again, like every single time we don't have all of our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. In some ways it looks very irresponsible. In other ways, we are very careful as far as mm-hmm. finances to make sure that we're sustainable for a good season mm-hmm. so that once we get here, we can figure out, you know, what this looks like and suss it out from there. Um, but we, we, you know, we're not moving because there's a job. Mm-hmm. We've never moved because mm-hmm. um, of anything like that. Just literally like, oh, we really feel like the Lord wants us here. Let's move and, and hope that we were right. <laughs> and wow. he has met us and provided for us. And um, it's, it's literally just mind-blowing to see um, what happens when you mm-hmm. just take that step um, of obedience and how he meets you and... Mm-hmm. And all that unfolds. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, a dream come true for you guys to do ministry together, too. So now mm-hmm. you're here. You're leading worship. I think I even saw your daughter on stage once. Yeah. So as a family, yeah. you get to do ministry together, not just yeah. him doing his thing and you in the background. And even right. the prayer meetings were a part of mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays and um, co-leading that. So how's mm-hmm. how's it been for you now to be able to kind of be able to co-lead and do some stuff that's been in your heart for your, for a long time? It's been amazing. So when we moved from Reading, um, we decided we've always kind of, since we started having kids, um, is kind of when we started branching off. So when we were first married, we were youth leaders together here at Anaheim Vineyard. Um, When we started having kids, Jeremy became the youth pastor, and I kind of did children's ministry. And um, when we moved to Bethel, and I used to actually sing with Jeremy. Um, I did BGV's for years, um, even at Bethel for a little while. And then when I was pregnant with my fifth, we didn't have much of a support system yet mm-hmm. in place for the kids. So I was dragging them out of their beds at like five to come to rehearsals. And then being pregnant on top of that, I'm like, this is, I can't do it. Like, I just can't yeah. do it. 
So I released it for eight years and just focused on our babies and um, wrote a lot, like mm -hmm. started a little blog, mm -hmm. um, just sharing our journey in the, all the transitioning and building kind of a homestead. And, um, and so when we transitioned out of writing to here, we we decided like oh we have my parents like as a support our mm -hmm. kids are older mm -hmm. how can we move more as one mm -hmm. um, in in ministry and um, so that was a priority and when Alan and Catherine um, asked us because originally when we moved here <laughs> you know we were like we're never moving back to Orange County and okay we'll move back to Orange County but we're never going to go back to Vineyard <laughs> Anaheim again okay we'll go back to Vineyard but we will never work there and then a year later we're like oh okay we're not going to say never anymore <laughs> here we are <laughs> pastors at Anaheim Vineyard again so um so yeah it, when they offered us um, the job as a couple that was like, that checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. um, so um, it's definitely a learning experience because we're both used to doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and there's so much, there's so much to learn, but, but it's been amazing like mm -hmm. to grow together and to experience um, the beginning, not the beginnings, just the beginnings of this new season mm -hmm. at Vineyard Anaheim mm -hmm. together. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, and, and and really benefiting, like we're very different people and we carry different strengths mm -hmm. and it's so fun to benefit from mm -hmm. one another's like strengths and, and insights. So it's so, been wild. So good. And I, and you know, uh, I was on staff with Jeremy 20 years ago in youth yeah. ministry and I remember him being in the exact office, door closed, just worshiping Jesus mm -hmm. in a secret place. and. And didn't know you as well then, but now seeing you guys back here reconnecting mm. and that fire and that burning in both of you is greater. Mm. And I think a question I would love to ask you um, to kind of break down is how did you steward that burning? Because this mm. is two decades ago. Yeah. You guys were already <laughs> burning. And 20 years later, through mm. all the ups and downs, living in a trailer 10 months, <laughs> like letting go of everything, seeing God move. What, what do you think has been one of the keys for um, that place of surrender and burning in your mm. life? Um, I think for us, um, when we first moved to Reading, when we, um, so we were super burned out when we moved from Orange County. Um, we loved the idea of being in isolation, like up <laughs> mm -hmm. on the mountains and remote places. Um, and so we, we didn't have a high value at the time for community mm -hmm. because it, um, we experienced a lot of pain and unhealth mm -hmm. and there was just... I think everybody was doing the best that they knew how to do, but mm -hmm. there was just, there wasn't an awareness that there wasn't a, a resources that there yeah. are now for like right. personal health, social health, spiritual health. And, um, and so after two years of isolation, we realized, wow, having a community is actually <laughs> really important mm -hmm. to stay healthy. You get yeah. a little weird when you stay isolated and, um, <laughs> <laughs> probably not a good plan. So, um, I think what we we came out of that in desperation. So we, we honestly we, we found the Lord in the wilderness there, mm -hmm. um, when we had to basically we came face to face with ourselves and our brokennesses, um, and we just asked the Lord for help, like crying out to Him, um, and then we found Him in community at Bethel, mm -hmm. and um, and just being with like I never knew there were a people that you know that gathered that were mm -hmm. so hungry and it was so they were still very hidden at the time there was mm -hmm. there was such a purity mm -hmm. um and that were just hungry for for jesus and so we really found in there and, and just being a part of that like that definitely kept you know the flame going yeah. and then 
And then here, it's like there's the pioneering that it's I don't it, it's kind of a pioneering, but it's it's way more like restoration. It, we're not breaking new ground. Mm -hmm. There's a foundation that's been that's mm -hmm. been laid, um, but but restoration is so much harder. Mm -hmm. But we feel the Lord on it, and so just seeing and feeling like his dreams, his hopes for mm -hmm. this region, for this house. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we can't get enough like mm -hmm. it's just it, there's no way to not have your fire like burning when you look around and you see you know Sunday morning just multi-generations yeah. up at the front the Holy Spirit is just yeah. there people are getting delivered healed saved uh, like everything mm -hmm. I was just like so floored and moved mm -hmm. um, every Sunday honestly seeing what the Lord is doing so. so you'd say being a part of community that's also hungry and burning is, yeah. has been something that's helped you stay yeah. burning. Yeah, yeah. I think there was like a detox where we yeah. met the Lord for yeah. that first season. There was community where we met the Lord. And yeah. for here, it's it's like this, um, mm. it's pioneering slash restoration, yeah. Yeah. you know, totally. and burning in that area. So. Yeah. yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> so speaking of community, um, I don't know if I mentioned I was going to ask this, but who is your favorite revivalist? Think of someone, preferably dead, um, okay, for the first one. But I'm going <laughs> okay. to give you a chance to add, okay. add a, a live person. But first, let's start with someone maybe from the past that's inspired you, mm. um, paved the way for you. Yeah. Um, I'm totally spacing on her name right now, but Charles Wesley's mom, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, like her story of just pulling the apron over her head and praying. I mean, like who she raised, my wow. goodness gracious, and like against all odds. Yeah. But you just see the mother, a mother's wow. hunger wow. for the Lord and for their kids to know the Lord and, and the fruit. I mean, mm -hmm. her sons, my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, I love her. So. so Charles wrote many hymns, worship mm -hmm. leader John Wesley, mm -hmm. founded the Methodist movement for people that don't know. So the mom, that's awesome. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. And then what about present day or someone else that's inspired you or yeah, impacted that? I've got to say Bill Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, he's just the real deal. Yeah. Um, after getting, you know, 10 years in, in, mm -hmm. in, in community with him and watching him behind the scenes and mm -hmm. on the pulpit, like he is mm -hmm. the real, he is mm -hmm. so hungry. Talk about someone whose mm -hmm. fire has never gone out. Come on. Like he is yeah. so hungry for the Lord. Yeah. I'm always so inspired anytime I'm around him. I'm a mess. I just start crying. I think I'm more, and I yeah. like, I know him, but yeah. I'm more starstruck with like a Bill Johnson than I am like, I get weak in the knees. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I'm in the midst of greatness, you know? Absolutely. Probably then if like there was a Justin Bieber on the road, I'd be like, hi. But Bill, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this man is great. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And then, and then breaking down even more, who's a person that's been really intimate life on life with you? that's mm. impacted um, your everyday, your personal life in a more intimate level? Mm. Man, um, I think for like early marriage and mothering, honestly, Karen Bennett, who actually mm -hmm. works here, who has mm -hmm. been here for decades, wow. um, is a mother to mothers. Wow. And she took me under her wing 20 years ago and um, all the way until we moved away. And it's so fun because now mm -hmm. she's one of the pastors here for children's ministry. Mm -hmm. And we get to run together like that. Um, she was massive. She was foundational for me. And honestly, my husband, mm -hmm. like, it's amazing how I don't think we've ever been, like, low at the same time. Mm -hmm. Usually if one of us is struggling, one of us is having crazy encounters with the Lord. Wow. And then it just kind of, like, switches. Wow. So we're able to 
help each other and wow. pray for each other and um yeah as cheesy as that may sound it's I real love that. <laughs> I love that. and i love how you're stewarding hunger and revival and family mm-hmm. like with your whole with your kids and with everyone they're not left out mm-hmm. and um, i think that's such a beautiful example even talking about john wesley's mother mm-hmm. and that's probably something that you carry too mm-hmm. in raising up other mothers so that is just yeah. uh it's just such a joy i mean we could be here for hours because there's so many <laughs> other questions i want to ask you but i um i also would love for you just to release a prayer of impartation a blessing over everyone listening um yeah. because that I've seen it over two decades in, in your, you and your family. There's still a burning and still a hunger. Mm. And I think uh, I want that. I think um, everyone listening wants that. And so um, we would love to just have you pray. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. All right. God, thank you so much for Jen and for just saying yes to this project, for saying yes mm. to this podcast um, and everything that you've put in her. And um I thank you for this space, and Holy Spirit, I just pray that everything you want this to be about would just come to fruition. God, I thank you for the hunger that you're stirring up in the world. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a mm-hmm. worldwide stirring. It's a worldwide um, call for for people to, to wake up and to realize the hunger that is just panging in their hearts for more of, for more of you, Lord. And um, I thank you, God, for the activation that's happening. And I pray for for people who are wondering, you know, what they're supposed to be about, who are in that season of, like, what am I supposed to sink my teeth into? Like, what am I supposed to pour myself out into, God? I pray that you would bring clarity and that you would bring wisdom and that you would bring people around them to um, pray over them and prophesy over them. And, um, yeah, that you would see the body of Christ stitched back together Mm. as one Mm. um, to work fully and to welcome you back, Jesus, when it's time. Mm. (laughs) In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Katie, for being here. And we're signing off from John Wimber's office, (laughs) the founder or main leader of the Vineyard Movement. And um, a lot was released today, so I just want to encourage each one of you, you know, remember Katie's story. She had her dream. She had property. She had everything. And when the Lord said, go, let go of it she was willing to go so no matter how far we've come no matter what we've gained um, we have to always live in this place of I surrender it all and uh, willing to go wherever you want me to go God so um, until next time we love you guys and we'll talk to you then bye